Good morning. Merry Christmas to all of you. I have been doing Christmas service. I have been doing Christmas service for years on the non-Sunday days at our center. And I've always loved this service because there's something special about Christmas morning. For those of you who were here last night for Edward's candlelighting service, that beautiful service, that beautiful sermon that he gave, you could feel that holiness in the air. And that's really the only way I can describe it. There is just a sense of holiness here. I attribute that through all these years of sitting and recognizing, listening to what that Christmas story is. I attribute it to that opening in our own hearts, that yearning and that calling to know that specialness, that light that is the message of Christmas. As a pastoral minister, I have frequently found myself feeling like I'm the angel of bad news. I come and stand before my classes and before congregations and I talk about the suffering that we go through because we suffer, because we have human challenges, do we not? Because right now on this holy day where people are celebrating and having festivities, there, is a lot of, there are a lot of people who aren't celebrating And so I find myself addressing that and finding our way into how we live with that and what is our part in that as religious scientists. Well, last night, Edward's message was so beautifully addressing that struggle and that suffering, not only in the separate human self, but in the world, because there is indeed a lot of pain and suffering in the world right now. So, this morning I'm going to talk about the light. Because that really is the message of this holiday, whether it's Hanukkah or solstice or Christmas. It's a celebration, it's a recognition of something more than we see. It's a celebration and recognition, it's a calling home to that recognition of that source of light. Edward referred to the Maccabees in the celebration of Hanukkah, how they were restoring and rededicating the temple. And it was because they were in the midst of having to clean up, to refurbish, to rededicate it after destruction, that they experienced the miracle of light. We talk about that miracle in this center all the time. That miracle is that source of life that we are. It is that source that gives life to each of us. It is that source that gave life to the baby Jesus as he came forth to give his message of love. I feel sort of behooven to tell a birth story on Christmas morning. Some of you may have heard my Christmas birth story. This is a birth that happened in the early 70s up in Seattle. A friend of mine found herself pregnant just as her partner left her. 
And she had to sit with this and, and really be with the fact that she was looking at becoming a single mom. And she rose into this new experience, this new adventure, this new birthing that was happening through her. She got all prepared. She prepared her home. She took classes. She read about both the, the birthing process and how to be this mom. She hired herself a professional midwife. We talk about this at the center. It's what we're here for. We invite each of you to hire a professional practitioner to help journey you through your laboring in your life. Because we know that laboring happens. So this woman, this friend of mine, was feeling very prepared. And one morning, early in the morning, she called me. And she said, my labor began last night. Would you come over? I was part of her coaching team. And so I got dressed and came to her house and sat with her. And some of her friends joined in. And we would sit and talk and we'd laugh. We'd stop and breathe with her as the labor pains came. The contractions coming in slowly at first. We'd tell stories. We'd massage her feet. And this went on for several hours. It felt delightful to us. But there came a time... You may recognize this time in your life when this thing that you're doing that you're excited about all of a sudden becomes painful. Relationship, a job, any situation we find ourselves in. In labor, we call this transition. And so my friend went into transition and all of a sudden she was losing her ability to breathe with those contractions. And she was yelling at us and she was telling people to leave her alone and don't touch me. I don't want you around. And the contractions came heavier and heavier. And she lost more and more and more control of herself. And at some point, this woman full-orbed in her pregnancy and naked as naked can be, sat up in her bed, stood up, and started walking across the floor and said, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and lucky for her and all of us, she had her professional midwife there. And her midwife got up and went to her and grabbed her by both arms and looked her square in the eye. And she said to her, you don't have a choice. This baby is going to be born. I love this story as a metaphor for our Christmas message. Because we are all full-orbed with life right now. It's not really something that comes and goes. It's not something we're waiting for. We're full oared with life. It's breathing our breath right where we are. Some of us may be enjoying the journey of that expression. And some of us may be in that full transitional time of kicking and screaming. 
because labor's hard. But that life presence is going to be born through us. And it does it again and again, moment by moment, breath by breath. This is the message of this day. We come here not just to celebrate. We know that Christmas isn't just about the presents. Well, it may be for the grandchildren. It's not just about the families getting together and eating good food and laughing. It's about coming back to that center of being. And recognizing that that's birthing through us all the time. Each in our unique journeys. I had Allie and Warren sing this, What Child Is This? And I love that song so much. Growing up unchurched, I don't know when this song came in, but it was very early in my life where it became a song of comfort for me. And it comes back to me all the time on a good moment. And when I'm in struggle, I'll hear this tune lift up within me. What child is this that lay in rest on Mary's lap? It's a song of comfort. But it's not just a human comfort of there, there, you're going to be okay. The great teachers that brought forth this teaching talked about how we live in the lap of the divine presence. We live in that embrace of that that brings forth all life. It's that that brought forth the miracle of Hanukkah. Yes, that candle lasted and burned for eight days, but that source of that light is always here. This morning, I woke up and I went to bed all prepared for this talk. Now, I don't write talks. Many of you know that I have a mind map that's so messy I don't even bother to use it. And I had done my mind map, and I'm like, okay, that talk, it's in me, and it knows how to come out. And this morning, I woke up, and a new talk came out. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? I feel blessed when I do talks because it's the time where I feel like I am most available to allow that birthing to come through. That doesn't make me special. That's my reminder that I remind you with that there is a birthing happening in you. And it's birthing anew today, right now. You may have experienced that life doesn't care about your agendas. It doesn't care about your calendar and your plans. It's birthing anew. In this teaching, we talk about working with our thoughts, being part of the creative process that brings forth new life. And so the founder of our teaching, Ernest Holmes, invites us to align our thoughts with goodness. No promise that we'll get this thing, this situation, this feeling that our human hearts would like. But it's a reminder that there is that presence that holds us in its lap all the time. It's right here. 
It's birthed you into this life journey from the beginning. And it's birthing right now. Brand new in this morning. That's what makes this a holy morning, a holy moment. And it's not really just about this day. Edward spoke of this. It's really about a coming back to, a reconnecting. So that we can live it. So that we're more available to hear it, to follow it. This morning when I walked around the neighborhood, the song um, uh, Tithings of Comfort and Joy came up in my mind. And I started hearing the words. And it's like, oh, it's those tithes, that comfort and joy that, that I feel called to when I hear that song, What Child Is This? And in the words it says, we go astray. We go astray. Do we not go astray? And so our practice, the reason we come back to the center again and again, the reason we come back to prayer again and again, is because our human mind goes astray. So really this message, the good news of this holy day, is really just the message that we give again and again. That we are held by a source of life. That's always right where we are. This morning I was remembering one of my favorite verses from Hafiz, the great Sufi mystic. One day the sun admitted, I am just a shadow. I wish I could show you the infinite incandescence that has cast my brilliant image. I wish I could show you when you are lonely or in darkness, the astonishing light of your own being. This is what this day points to. That there is a light at the very heart and the soul of what we are. It's always lit. It's what brings us life. When I thought of this verse, I remembered a time when I was out watching, looking at Christmas lights in my neighborhood. And I've always loved it. It's always been the, my favorite part of Christmas is the lights and the music. And I'm walking down this beautiful street with these big, beautiful houses and all their decorations. And every time I see a new decoration, my heart opens. That sense of joy. Do you know that experience? We so often miss those experiences of the wonder of life. And as I'm walking down the street and I'm feeling filled up with the beauty around me, all of a sudden, my attention is caught up into the sky and I look and there's a full moon rising above me. And it was this opening even further than I knew my heart could open. It's like, oh... There it is. Our flickering lights are but a tiny bit of that light that lights up our sky. And as Hafiz pointed to, even the sun itself is lit by a source beyond what we can see. 
we are lit by that source. We are sustained by that source every minute, whether we were in the midst of hard contractions in our lives. That kicking and screaming that my friend found herself in the middle of labor. I'm not doing this anymore. Well, life is going to do it anyway. And so we come and remember that that source of life and light is here. As all the great teachers talk about, it's a peace and a joy and a love beyond human understanding. It's not just a human feeling. It lives in us and around us. And it's not just living in and around us separately. It's the very life that we live in. It's that one lap that's always here. This is what I love about Christmas. This is the present of life. And we enter in it just by stopping and being still for a moment. And then seeing it in each other. I love the story of Hanukkah where they talk about the community coming together. They came together to do this hard work of restoring to cleaning the temple. They were rededicating the temple to something bigger than they are. This holiday is about that something bigger. Jesus the Christ was that bigger in embodiment. And he invited us to know that love within us. He invited us to know that truth, that heaven on earth within us right now. I'm reminded of the words of the great mystic, Meister Eckhart. When he said, of what use is it to me that the divine Christ at presence was born through Mary some 1400 years ago and not born in my culture in my time and in my person because he knew that we are born of that one light that was his mystical experience. That is the mystical experience of our founder, Ernest Holmes. That we truly are that oneness. And it is that that's expressing through us. And it's not separate. It is the community coming together to do its work. I was walking the other day up at, in Bald Mountain yesterday. And I came across this man, and he looked at me, and he said, Do you know me? Do I look familiar to you? Where do I know you from? You may hear this out in your community. I hear this all the time. And the only place I could think was here, because this is where I live. And said, so I said to him, Do you go to the Center for Spiritual Living? And before he answered that, he goes, what does that mean, spiritual? It's a great question. And I stopped and I thought, and I thought, it's not this idea of I'm being spiritual. We sometimes talk that way or think that way. I'm being spiritual when I'm loving and I'm not being spiritual when I'm not. 
when I'm in the midst of my transitions and kicking and screaming in the midst of labor in my life. Somehow I'm not spiritual. And I looked at him and I said, well, spiritual it has to be our nature. That light doesn't come and go. What we are does not come and go. It just is. Our minds come and go. Our attention comes and goes. But what we are is always here. We forget. We go astray. Or we look to this, our own human experience, and define life from there. And so we're here to recognize light as the very nature. Because it's what we are. Bigger than our experiences, we say judge not by appearances. But we do. And I'm here to tell you, you're more than that. And it holds you in its lap right now. Ernest Holmes, our founder, says... When the human gives way to the divine, that Christ in nature comes forth. He's not talking about letting go of being human and all of a sudden becoming some amorphous expression, some spirit without body. He's talking about opening our hearts and minds to see more clearly to experience more deeply that that's here right now, guiding us in our walk of life. This is what he invites us to do when he talks about us attending to our thoughts. Are your thoughts in alignment with that wholeness? Are they in alignment with goodness? Are they in alignment with peace and joy? And if not, to stop. And bring yourself into that alignment. Bring yourself home to the lap of being from that going astray in mind. So we celebrate this in all the seasons. And we celebrate this in all the great traditions and religions. They're all pointing to this. Jesus, the great master, went upon the, took a couple of his most devoted disciples and he went up on the mountain and he showed that true face of the light of being. That same story is told in the Bhagavad Gita with Krishna and Arjuna where Krishna revealed light. We don't see it. We forget it. We forget it in ourselves, and certainly we forget it in other people. Just with the slightest disturbance, we can forget who's standing before us. We're celebrating, we're opening to that light this morning. We're bringing ourselves into alignment with that greater truth. It's right where we are, even in the midst of our labor. Beyond judging ourselves, it's right here. And so I just invite you to 
be right here in this moment. Right here. To recognize that fullness of life that's breathing your new breath. To consider that what's before you today might be brand new. It is actually. We're just putting ourselves in alignment. Four days ago we celebrated the solstice. And we talk about that turning to the light and everybody's excited about turning to the light. I love that Reverend Edward talked about really solstice. The winter solstice is really about darkness. We're just meeting that darkness. The darkness in and of itself isn't bad. It's the very gestation of creation. It lives as the nature of life in space. It lives as the nature of everything. The deep depths of the beneathness of the earth where everything's growing right now. Where there's active life happening. That same activity is happening in us. I have a friend that just moved to Costa Rica that's right above the equator. And so when the solstice was coming up and people were talking about we're moving to the light, I recognized, oh, that's not the experience of half this planet. Half this planet is going the other way right now. So the only thing that really shifts is our perspective. And that's what we're teaching. That's what we're working with in this teaching is what is my perspective? Am I seeing from that whole place? Am I stepping back and recognizing that all of it's included? People are entering winter and others are entering summer. People are entering marriages right now and some people are leaving them. People are being born and others are leaving or being born out of the body. I got to see a dear friend of mine yesterday, and a couple of times he has said to me, I think this will probably be my last Christmas. And I think that's very likely to be true for him. But for me, it makes more alive and more present in that moment the preciousness of life that we are right here. And so we're invited to be with that preciousness in ourselves, wherever we are, however we are, and to meet that preciousness before us. I want to close with my favorite Christmas story. This is a story many of you probably know. It's a story that's recurred over and over again in different scenes and in different experiences throughout history. It's been put into a movie and it was put into song. I first heard it sung by John McCutcheon. That's how I became aware of this time during World War I. And the British soldiers were in their trench on the front line it was Christmas Eve and things had grown still and they were facing the German enemy so the sentry was 
paying attention, listening for the slightest sound that may indicate firing of the rifles. He was watching for any sense of movement. And as the night drew deeper, at one point the sentry started hearing something and he's listening ever closer to what that sound was. And all of a sudden he recognizes it as silent night sung in German. And at some point he sees a white flag coming towards him. And they start seeing, coming into view, these German soldiers approaching them without their weapons. And the British soldiers came out of their trenches. And these two groups of men sat together and they shared their rations and they shared their drink with each other. They passed around pictures of their families. They sang Christmas carols, each in their own tongue. And I even hear, they, it was reported by these veterans, that they lit torches and they played a soccer game together. As dawn started upon them, both sides withdrew back into their trenches. And the game of war continued. But what these soldiers reported was when they looked through their rifle sights that they no longer saw enemy. What they saw were brothers and sons and fathers. And so I invite you this morning to look again. To look again at yourself in those moments when you need to bring yourself into alignment. When your mind has gone astray. To look again, even when you're challenged by those people that look bad, there is harmful things happening. Not to not take action, but to look again so that your heart is open in love. So that we become that miracle of life. The Jewish people lit a candle with only enough oil for one day, and it lasted eight days. I invite you to recognize that you are that candle, and you're not responsible for it continuing burning. It's already full-orbed in you. We are that light. We are that holiness. We are that peace. My human mind goes out there to the people that I want to wake up. The people that I think need to be that love and peace. This day reminds me that it's mine to bring myself to that love and peace. I invite you to that in your own self.
it's full-orbed here already, that life presence. It's been breathed into us. And it's creating this day brand new. So I invite you to our spiritual practice, that spiritual alignment we call treatment or prayer, once again. As we recognize that one source fully abiding. As we recognize that presence divine right here already birthed within us and around us. It holds each and every one in its lap. It holds us in its sweet embrace. It connects us together. We have been each brought forth, birthed through that and by that one source. And that one source is birthing us brand new on this Christmas morning. Allowing that light to simply shine brighter. That love to emanate more fully in and through and as us. This is the call of Christmas morning. This is the miracle of the light right now. And this is the truth of what we are. And so I simply know this, I accept this, and I call this forth in this brand new conscious moment, knowing that one source, that creator of this miracle of creation is already right here. It is that that lifts us up, opens us. It is that that guides and directs us step by step. It is that that opens the way before us. It meets us in every moment. It meets us in every encounter, every experience. It celebrates us. And it celebrates through us and as us. We are that joy, that light, that holiness of life itself. And knowing that this is truly known and done by that one presence divine that knows and does all things. That Christ at birth that's birthing even now. I simply give thanks for this call home in conscious awareness. For this alignment with that which is already so. And I let go into this embrace. I rest in this lap. And I let that light shine. And so it is. Amen.